This podcast is produced on the land of the Wujak Noongar people, and we want to pay our respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to another episode. Um, once again, as we said, we're, we were out at Dream Builders recently having a chat. Um, we spoke to the CEO who was in the last episode, uh, and then we, we actually invited one of the Dream Builders um, clients to come in and have a chat to us, a guy called Dave. Um, now, Leah, yourself and Courtney primarily were the ones doing the interview with Dave. Um, what did you think? Oh, he was a remarkable man. And as the listeners will hear, he has a, a really amazing story to share. And he was so generous with his time and so friendly, a real character. He was uh, doing a bit of shopping at the op shop and then asked for Courtney's eye opinion on, I believe it was a scarf. and depending on if it suited his style or not. So he was a yeah, really wonderful man to talk to. And he didn't end up buying the scarf. He already had a similar one at home, but it was yeah, really wonderful to chat with him. Yeah. You know, he seemed, I, I sort of popped out for a bit whilst you guys were chatting with Dave and came back in kind of partway through. Um, but he seemed like a real character and you just had a lot of energy and, and sort of zest for life and um, was pretty. He seemed like he was pretty upfront about some of his struggles and he's in recovery and, you know, a year sober, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, a year yeah. sober on, on the day. And it's it's a really, it was a real privilege to hear his story and for him to be so open and honest and vulnerable with people that he had just met was, yeah, I, I, it, it felt like it was a real privilege to listen to to listen yeah. to him and listen to his story. Yeah, okay. That's great. Um, so what we'll do is we'll let people have a listen to the conversation and we'll be back with a, uh, a little bit more and then we'll introduce the guests that followed on from Dave. Dave, do you want to maybe introduce yourself, who you are and, and what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, hi guys, how are you out there? Uh, <laughs> my name's Dave uh, and uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, I'm not just a recovering alcoholic, I'm a loving brother, father and uh, uncle. Wonderful. Okay, Wonderful. and uh, so just so it's on record, um, it's your one year sober today. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. That's such a yeah, fantastic thing. Yeehaw guitar. Um, yeah, it yeah. is my one year anniversary today of sobriety. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm quite happy to give myself a pat on the back. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm not asking anybody else to because mm -hmm. uh, it was my choice. And it's hard yards. And I made a decision. Uh, I was rock bottom. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was rock bottom. And if you don't mind, um, kind of Alcohol. describing that a bit more as like what what actually happened. Well, I was a very high functioning alcoholic for many many years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it progressively got worse and worse and worse. But the, it's been really evident over the last four, twelve to fifteen years. Um, I was consuming a ridiculous amount of alcohol. Uh, I'll be open and honest because that's what it's all about. <laughs> I was doing 40 plus drinks a day, mm. every day. And um, for the listeners out there, 
and I'm not proud of this fact, but I was also driving a truck for a living. <sighs> Rough. Yeah. So, in retrospect, I'm very fortunate that I didn't kill myself and or somebody else on the road. So, um, I'm not proud of it. I bury my head uh, very deep into the sand and, uh, pardon my French, whack myself on the bum because mm-hmm. that's what I deserve. <laughs> um, so, friends, family, uh, acquaintances were all saying, hey Dave, do something about it, you're, you're killing yourself. And I could admit I was an alcoholic, mm. but I just couldn't do anything about it. I didn't know what to do. Um, and um, I had a car accident and that day I just chose not to drink. I don't know why, but I did. And anyway, cut a long story short, road rage, bloke parked his car in front of me and I slammed fair up his ass and they had to cut me out of the truck. And that was the definitive moment of why did you not drink today? Woke me up. Mm-hmm. It was a realisation. If I had had a drink that morning on my usual routine, the numbers I would have blown would have um, basically been equivalent to near on six times the legal limit. So I won't call yeah. out numbers, I'll just say yep. six times yeah. the legal limit. The, uh, the people out there, um, you do the math, um, it's not a pretty number <laughs> and I'm very embarrassed about it, but it's the truth. Um, so I've got dealings with that, but that was the catalyst for me to say, you know what? Go do something about your problem. Yeah. And it's such a wide problem, but people choose not to do anything about it. And that's just the basis of my story. I took myself off to rehab and I did detox for 21 days, then I went into rehab for near on eight months, and I've now been out of rehab for five months and stone cold sober, and I've got myself a Uh lovely little coin that says I've been sober 12 months. And that lives in my wallet now as a reminder every time I want to go into a bottle shop or a pub and I can go into a pub and order a ginger ale and a meal. But I don't need to be ordering an alcoholic beverage. Mm -hmm, So when it comes to coming into places like Dream Builders Mm -hmm. and talking to the staff uh, and, you know, as long as you're open and honest and talk to them sincerely, they will give that back to you regardless. And, you know, the, the importance of places like this um, for the community across the board is exceptional. Mm-hmm. They're honest, they're open and they're here to help but you've got to be prepared to help yourself. That's the most important thing about uh, me having a yarn with you folk out there mm. is that you're not alone. There are other people out there that are struggling regardless whether it's mental health, physical health, financial situations. You need to be positive in your approach that it's okay not to be okay. Understand that. And the sooner you understand that, the better off you're going to be. And 
don't be afraid to ask for help, don't be afraid, don't be ashamed that you're putting yourself out there saying, please help me, because organisations like Dream Builders and associated places, um, and if I may, such as the Salvos, such as Vinnie's, mm. such as um, uh, the Aboriginal-based AOD, uh, uh, and if I may, Wanjining is their name. Uh, they're all there to help. And I'm sorry if I've missed places. <laughs> but, you know, there's plenty. And I'd also like to mention that if you are really troubled and you're not feeling okay about being not okay, don't pick up your substance first, mm -hmm. pick up the phone because those people on the other end of the phone want to hear what's going on inside your head before you use. I think that's such yeah. a such an important thing and, and um, I know particularly like with my group of friends asking for help is like a big no-no because like they want yeah. to be stoic and, and uh, you know, kind of feel like that everyone else thinks that they have it together as like a, you know, like a, a good thing. But I don't know. It's like you can become better when you ask for help. And yeah, then exactly. other people get better too. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very similar. Just people always want to help. Mm. And it's often the people that are always there for other people they're often the ones that yeah. they actually need the help but asking for help they don't want to yeah. that's hard and then they often do turn to yeah. substances yeah. first because because you're not a burden especially mm -hmm. people on the other end of the phone you're never a burden you that's yeah. what that's what you want yeah. so how has um how long have you been involved with dream builders and and how has I, it helped you i've been involved with dream builders ever since i left the rehab yeah which is uh close enough to coming up to five months ago now. Yeah. And they do a, a fantastic job in making you feel welcome, mm. offering a service to the community, whether you're really deeply struggling, struggling a little bit. The food is donated and it is as best quality as they can offer because it is being donated. Yeah. yeah. And you, if you're struggling, so if you're struggling, every bit counts. You know, you get your, if, if you're fortunate enough to be on the dole or JobKeeper or whatever, you get your income statement. And then every three months they give you a voucher and food mm. and you can do something with it. Give you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a couple of dollars less. Yeah. You've got laundry facilities for the homeless. You've mm. got shower facilities for the homeless, which also attach to a cafe where you can come in and buy a reasonably priced coffee and sit out the back and have a community chat. Mm. lovely area al fresco out the back and then on top of that they put on meals you know i love coming in on a thursday morning 
having a cooked breakfast. Mm, yeah. And you can have a cereal and a yogurt and a piece of fruit mm -hmm. and a chat with those that are less fortunate. Yeah. You know, and it it's a wider community because we constantly bump into each other and it's a meeting place and you're welcomed by the staff. As long as you treat them with respect, they'll treat it's just like society. You, mm. you, yeah. you treat them with respect, you'll get it back. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, there's an op shop attached. So there's, there's just numerous, and if you're having troubles, they'll help guide you. Mm. You know, I'm stuck on this, what do I do? Mm. Well, try this place, try that place. They're there to help as well. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't speak highly enough mm -hmm. of what Dream Builders does for the community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I, I've lived by it. I, would, I come in here every day and I've got a choice of a sweet. I've grabbed some fruit muffins today and for my morning tea, I can go to the microwave, whack a fruit muffin in there for the next couple of days, heat it up, lather it with butter, <laughs> and have myself a nice cup of tea or coffee yeah. to go with it. And it's cost me nothing mm -hmm. apart from a smile and a g'day girls and boys. Mm -hmm. Dave's here again and I want to say thank you for what you do for the community. It doesn't go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And I talk to everybody, you know, oh, have you heard about Dream Builders? No, what's that? And I tell them where it is, and, you know, you just go directly through the car park at Woolies there at Centre Point and right across the road from the mm. Ford service and it's there. Don't, if you've hit rivers, you've gone too far. <laughs> Turn around, you're looking at it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, the service is wonderful, I, you know, as I say. Laundry services, shower services, the toilets there, the cafes there, and the fruit and veg is free. There's mm. shelving goods where you can purchase that are a bit cheaper mm. instead of going to Woolies or whatever, but the service is there. Mm. Come have a look. I, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. So, yeah, fire away anything else you'd like to know. <laughs> you get of, me know. What sort of conversations do you have with people when you're you know, having the breakfasts and the dinners here. A check-in. Mm. Hey, how are you? How are you travelling? You're looking well. Mm. Oh, been a bit rough lately. Oh, that's no good. Talk to me. Mm. And it's just allowing whomever that you're conversating with to open up. It's a free-for-all. It, it's a... It feels like it's the impromptu family lunch that you didn't know about. Yeah. Because that's what the community is all about. Yeah, so it's built this, this family and, and space. And it does, and the, mm. the more you come in, the more you chat with different people and, you know, why sit at the same table? Share yourself around, get to know people because when, you, when you're struggling and you're on the street, it's nice to know that you're safe. And community is only safe by knowing each other yep. and trusting each other. And that's a big thing when you're, when you're alone and you're, you're down in the, in the boondocks. 
trust. And you've got to have faith and trust that you're going to be okay. And the only way of doing that is putting it out there and mm. going, you know what? I believe that I'm going to be okay because, as I said earlier, it is okay not to be okay. And the best way of changing that scenario is communication. Absolutely. Don't hide in a bubble of your own. Talk to people. Get it out there. Mm -hmm. Don't be shame mm. on yourself. Be proud of the fact that you're putting your best foot forward one day at a time and things will change. You've mm. got to be positive within it. It will be okay. Trust. Yep. I think it's the biggest. The trust. And Good trust thing. in yourself. Mm. True. Believe that the decision to go and talk to people isn't a bad one. Don't be afraid. Mm. That, I think that's the biggest word of advice. Be confident. Be okay. Yeah. Be okay to not be okay. That, that's that's the secret, I think. Um, yeah. And Fire I'm away. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Hopefully, this is not a too personal question. I'm gonna pry into your family a bit. Um, do you talk to your family now? And uh, were they there throughout your whole yeah. process? <laughs> Funny you say that because before you asked me to come on and have a yarn with everybody, yeah. I was going to ring my sister <laughs> and just remind her that I've been sober for 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, in my addiction, my sister would look at the phone, my nieces would look at the phone, my mother would look at the phone. Dad's been gone 23 years, God, God bless him, but he guides me in everything I've been doing in my sobriety. Mm -hmm. I think he's actually guiding me really well. Mm -hmm. um, they'd look at the phone and go, oh no, yep. Dave's ringing. What state's he in? Mm -hmm. um, and you can really blow some relationships by the way you treat these people that are close to you because they love you. They want to see you do well. Mm -hmm. They want to see you get well. But you're so stubborn and ignorant and obnoxious that you basically present your middle finger and go, don't need help, I'm fine, I'm a-okay. So in saying that, sis had just avoided phone calls. Yeah, everyone had just avoided. But in turn, I would get a phone call the next day mm -hmm. uh, just to check in. You rang me last night. You okay? Did you pull up all right? Well, I'm up right and breathing. Yeah. It's got to be a good day. Um, so I didn't do anything that drastic. I've heard of stories. I won't go into them. They're personal and other people's situation and they can tell you about it down the track. Yep. But I've been very fortunate. My sister and I are chalk and cheese, but she... She understood my addiction because mm -hmm. mum and dad loved to drink. I just didn't know when to stop. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the old adage that a thousand is not enough, but one's too many because that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. yep. Once you open Pandora's box on an addiction, yeah, you know, yeah, you're asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way is not to open the box. If that's the easiest way of answering your question. I was mm -hmm. very fortunate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard stories, yeah, cut and dry. You have offended me, you have done so many things. You have stolen from me, you have 
wrecked my car, you took my car, you smashed it up, you, you were without, you know, at this, wow. Mm. That's addiction. Yeah. yeah. No respect for anybody, you know, even your flesh and blood. You know, mm. you look in the mirror and you haven't even got respect for yourself. So it's a state heck? of pain. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And uh, if I may, very early in the kick, uh, very uh, late in my addiction, when I was trying to work out how I go about uh, solving the problem, I had the radio going on in the kitchen, and um, this, how did this happen? I don't know. In the shower, scrubbing away, get out, toweling down, and I'm in the mirror and just looking at myself, and I'll give you one guess. I'm looking in the mirror. Mm -hmm. right, that's the only hint you get. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. right. What song do you reckon came on the radio when I went, you need to do something about yourself? The only one I can think of is Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> now, you might think I'm pulling your leg. Yeah. But that actually happened. And if that's not a sign mm -hmm. for my higher power, because I'm not a religious person, but I do believe that there is something out there that helps and guides us. And the old boy being dead 23 years, they've collaborated <laughs> and mysteriously got together and said, we're going to help this boy out. Because yep. I consider myself an old boy <laughs> as opposed to an old bar yep, at, fair, fair. at 50 years of age. And in saying that, I, I, I don't say that lightly, at 50 years of age, I had my 50th birthday in rehab for the mm -hmm. first time ever on Easter Sunday last year. Mm -hmm. That's how I spent my 50th birthday. Yeah. Did I wake up one day at 12, 14, 16 years of age and go, yeah, cool, excellent. I'm going to be divorced, have one kid, no house, and be in rehab when I'm 50. There's a target to achieve. Yeah. No, but it happened. Yeah. And it's through people like Dream Builders that have steadied my ship yeah. and balanced my life and helped me immensely through the services that they give out to the community. Yeah. And don't... Don't, as I said earlier, don't be shamed. Mm. They're there to help. Mm -hmm. So I know the question was about family and I talked around in circles. <laughs> um, but, yeah, family was very important to me. They they gave me hints. And, no, no, you're all right, mate. I drink, I get drunk, I fall down, no problem. Well, now I say I'm upright, sober and alive and it's a beautiful day mm -hmm. and as long as i can hold my head high and cast a shadow and make people smile mm. and when there is someone that says i'm not okay let them know that it's okay not to be okay mm -hmm. and guide and direct and help as best you can because at the end of the day it might be 2023 but it takes a community to keep the power of the positive on the right track. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's a team effort and we've all got two feet and a heartbeat mm -hmm. and we all need to be treated with respect and equality. Mm 
So if you've got anything else for me, I could talk the arse of a dead horse <laughs> if you haven't realised that already. <laughs> Um, did you mention that you had a kid? Yes. Yeah. I have a 17 year old boy that, that turned his birthday two days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Do you catch up with him? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Uh, I bought him the phone when he was 13 and said, Radio, the communication now is between you and me. Mm-hmm. All right? No disrespect to your mother, but we need to talk to each other, we need to talk to each other and mum's doing her thing and I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he respect that and I, no disrespect to his, to his mother, I, I do care about her. Um, but it was easier to say, radio boy, you're old enough now mm-hmm. and don't go abusing the phone mm-hmm. as father is paying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually still paying for it. I said to him, Roddy, you're 13. That covers me till you're 18. Birthdays, Christmas, you name it. Mm-hmm. And if I can, you know, I'm saying I'm celebrating 12 months. And the weekend before I went into rehab, I went down and I said, Roddy, oh boy, it's your birthday. Let's catch up and have, have lunch down mm-hmm. in Mandra because that's where he lives. And we sat at the, the table outside the, the food hall and I'm talking to him about what Dad's going to do, go into rehab and clean himself up and sober himself up because I've never hidden anything from my son, mm-hmm. even in full addiction. Mm-hmm. But I never asked him to go get me a beer out of the fridge. I think that's disgusting. Mm. If you can't get off your fat lazy ass, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, if no, you no, can't no. get off, if you can't get off your fat lazy patootsie and walk to the fridge and get yourself your stubby or whatever it is out of the fridge or the lighter cupboard or whatever, and go back to where you were, you don't deserve to have a drink. Mm. Your child is not your slave mm. to your addiction. You are the slave to the addiction, not the child. And what are you teaching your child if that is what you are doing? So, poo to you if that's what you're doing out there. <laughs> Do something about it. You want a drink? Go to the fridge and get it yourself. Stop being so lazy. <laughs> um, but he stood up, I told him the story, what I was going to do, go to rehab, clean yourself up. Could be a good solid eight to 12 months. Is that okay with you? He said that. And he just, he just looked at me dumbfounded and he got up off his ass, walked around, gave me a big hug, planted the biggest smooch on my cheek and went, I'm so proud of you old boy, it's about bloody time you did something mm-hmm. like this. And I broke down. Mm-hmm. I'm actually choking up going, I'm just, Oh look, you're yeah. making me cry. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually, oh, God. 12 months ago, yeah. I'm choking up thinking about it because mm. Yeah, sorry folks, yeah. No, no. No, he must be very, very proud because it, it is a hard thing to do. Yeah. There's so many people that, that probably do need to go to rehab and it's 
it's a hard thing to admit to yourself yeah um, and then also a hard thing to say out loud i think that's the biggest thing is to say it out loud to someone to say i'm gonna do this it's such a big moment such a big moment it's a monumental step and it's a moment of celebration so well yeah it is and i mean it it's changed my life Mm. you know i haven't felt this good in years yeah Yeah, i i have to go back even past the uh the birth of my child um, just, uh, I'm just ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think probably maybe the Bombers winning the <laughs> AFL Grand Final <laughs> in 2000. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't talk about getting smashed by Brisbane the year after. <laughs> that, yeah, it, but you know that that's the sort of excitement that mm-hmm. I've got going through my veins right now. Yeah. Is, is the, and that's all that's going through my veins apart from a bit of sugar from the yeah. soft drink I'm having. Mm. So you're in a good spot now. So oh, yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do now? Yeah. What's the next step for you? Well, um, good question. Um, because of the accident that I was involved in, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again. I could talk the ass of a dead horse and we've got so much time. But I'm finding myself having to retrain. Yep. Mm. Uh, so whether I look at something in the AOD, which is alcohol and other drug, mm-hmm. um, and talk to people, help people, direct people, let them know that it's going to be okay, because um, I don't want to be trapped inside. I want to be out in the community giving hope yep. so you know back to TAFE back to learning you're never too old I've already just retrained yeah. myself over the last 12 months to enjoy life without my chosen choice of uh, drug and that was alcohol mm-hmm. so you know all I can say is it's possible it's capable and you've got to want it Yep. That's the secret. You've got to want it. And there are people, such as Dream Builders, utilise the services at your fingertips. I mm-hmm. cannot reassure you enough that they are genuinely wanting to help and care. Mm-hmm. You are not alone in any way, shape or form. So if that's the way you're feeling, all I can do is say, pick up the phone and talk to someone and let them know how you're feeling and get it off your chest. That would be my best advice to you. And then when you are out and about and you do see Salvos or Vinnies or Lifeline or Dream Builders or ask the question, oh, what are you all about? Talk to me, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble. Please help. How can you help me? And the best way of helping you is helping yourself. So go give yourself a big hug. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. 
And if you're having a bad day, I, I go hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't work for you, it just means you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> And they won't talk back and say, leave me alone. You saw that. I'm a 50-year-old dad. Yeah. You saw that. I was about to say, it's a classic dad joke. Yeah. So what else have you got for me, Pope? <laughs> Please, do you have any other questions? That was actually my question was what you were looking forward yeah. to in the future. And you, you answered it. Well, I've got dad jokes in the yeah. answer. I mean. Again, oh, folks, right. it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. So, you know. Don't stress. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. And there's only one person that can change it, and that's you. And yeah. you're, it, the, the change is only a footstep away mm -hmm. or a phone call away. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say, please, I'm hurting or I'm not well. Yeah. Because people genuinely care, regardless of who they are. So be happy. Be safe, don't be shame. Love those that love you and especially love yourself. Mm. If there's anything else. I think that's, that's really it. great. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, really right. appreciate the it. Yeah. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah, all right, folks. All right. Thank, Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So that was our conversation with Dave, uh, a client at Dream Builders. Um, so yeah, really good chat, um, Leah, um, and well done on your first kind of interview. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was an un unconventional setup because we were out there at their offices and like you know with the supermarket and op shop next door. So it was it was really sort of at the coalface, which is great. That's what we like, but yeah, not not the controlled environment of the studio that we're sometimes used to. Um, but yeah, so after Dave, um, Ursula invited uh, Kylie, who is her kind of second in command or second in charge, um, I guess assistant, if you like, assistant manager or whatever, to, to come in. Um, and once again, yourself and Courtney probably were the ones doing most of the talking with Kylie. But yeah, what were your thoughts on Kylie? And oh, Kylie was uh, amazingly amazing woman, just hearing, again, how open she was to sharing her story and just everything that she does in a day and her passion for dream builders was, uh, I feel like I keep saying it was just so wonderful to hear and such a privilege, but I, I really did feel that way throughout that whole day. Um, and Kylie was yeah, amazing to talk to and all her plans for the future and everything that she has achieved was just amazing hearing what yeah. she was doing. Okay, well, let's let people have a listen uh, and then we'll come back and reflect a little bit and then, and then wrap everything up. Yeah, so she has some traveling to do now. A little bit. Not riding a bike. <laughs> no, not yet. No. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right, um, welcome. Uh, do you want to briefly introduce yourself, who you are, what you do? Okay, I'm Kylie. I work here at Dream Builders Care as a day manager. Um, I'm a mother of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, yeah, awesome. <laughs> what, is day, what is day managing involved? Yeah. Day managing, well that involves actually being a team leader on the floor. Um, 
organising all the emergency relief that we do throughout the business and obviously all the customer inquiries. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You you get to love on people. You get to be <laughs> tough on people. Um, yeah, lead people. Uh, every day I do here is different. I don't know what's going to walk through the door every morning, but I love it. I love the excitement of that. Um, I love the fact that people can walk in really upset and you can change their whole day and they walk out mm-hmm. feeling grateful, respected, mm-hmm. loved and just amazed. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest impacts that I see on a daily basis. And um, I don't come from a lot myself being a single mum. Um, I, I don't judge when I look at people but it always just puts everything into perspective that there's a lot of people doing it tough you're never alone in this world Um, and I think that's what gives me the strength to get up and come back and do it every day every day and it makes me feel really rich and how how big's the team that you lead oh the team being all volunteers they come and go we have lots of um different ability of volunteers as well so some days there can be up to 10 15 20 people in the building all needing direction other days there can be three. Yeah. Um, volunteers aren't always reliable as they're not going to be there every day, this many hours, you know, they come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have other team leaders around. I also have to help them along doing what they're doing as well. Um, obviously, I'm Ursula's, I don't know if I'm her right or left hand side, but <laughs> I'm go there to, to, help her. <laughs> to help her do whatever she needs to do. She's a lot of the business side of it, um, whereas I'm really good with the op shop and, and supermarket mm-hmm. side of it. So together we we do a pretty good job. Um, Ursula is an amazing leader, so I'm constantly learning from her to deliver to the team. Awesome. So it falls yeah. down the trail and yeah. Um, yeah. it's awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. And um, uh, what kind of uh, jobs do the volunteers do? So the volunteers, they get to um, stack shelves, fill up bread and fruit and veg, uh, play in the op shop with tidying and presentation, um, quality control, general housekeeping. Um, there's opportunities to do bread runs to collect bread and fruit and veg from our local supermarkets that support what we do here. So we try to encourage that with every team member and most of them like doing it and will go again and others are like, yeah, I kind of did that once, don't want to do it. <laughs> we, we work with what people like to do. So if you were to come in today and you really found that the clothes was your thing, then we're going to focus you on that. Like, yeah, nice. Get in there, play with the clothes, dress up the mannequins, you know, make it your space. Um, the till space, we have a lot of people that just want to work the back of the house. They don't want to come down and learn the till and deal with the customers and yep. stuff. And that's actually okay. We don't yeah. judge. Um, so, yeah, we find what each person's good at that's and we awesome. yeah. we praise them in that space and we, we just we get them doing that. And they they start to own that space and feel important by, by doing that. Hmm. Do you have a lot of um, uh, people that maybe use Dream Builders that then become volunteers? Lots of people. Yeah. Um, so we, we see a lot of clientele that might be the same clientele each day, but then we get new ones in that have just obviously found themselves in a situation that they never thought they'd be in. Mm-hmm. And they are like, oh, I'm going to so come back and, and give back to this. Like, I'm so thankful to have this service to come and help That's me out awesome. of my predicament yeah. right now. Um, and we'll find that they come back to their service their time or they'll donate. They'll come back and I oh, want to give a donation. 
Um, yeah, definitely. A lot of people, I find, you know, it might not always be about the volunteering in a space to learn skills. It might just be to socialise. Yeah. Like yeah. just to be included, um, being part of something. So, yeah, all the different people we get, the disability people, mental health issues, um, retired. You, know, you just don't know who's going to walk through the door. And I think every one of them are here for something different. And, that's, and they all get that and they all leave... Um, leave excited, ready to come back. Yeah. There's something, it, it's said by all the customers, all the volunteers, there's something about this place. I don't know what it is, we come here and we just feel at home. We mm. just feel safe. Um, it's just such a good feeling. That I would hear two, three, four times a day mm, by wow. numerous different people. Yeah, yeah that's um, very cool. Yeah, yeah it, it is, it is. Uh, even in the night I run Thursday night meal team and even in that space again you know we just love coming to dinner we just love the music you're playing we love you know I think it's the inclusion mm -hmm. it's a simple thing that we do here but it impacts tenfold in the community um, you know the thank yous we get it just, just doesn't actually feel like we deserve them <laughs> like we yeah. we are doing what's so needed and it's we don't do it for the thank yous like yeah. uh, don't get me wrong, it's nice to be thanked and everything, but the need is there. Yeah. Um, you know, food is really important for for living, for thinking, for getting up and going to work, for sending a child to school, like, food's really important. Um, and we just look at what we do as a need, not not anything more. We do it because we love to do it. Yeah. We love it. We love to change lives. We love to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, there's something um, in particular about, like, the volunteering. Um, I've done, a, I've done a few previous volunteering experiences and um, it always just makes you feel good because you it feel does. like you're contributing. So yeah. I can see that pathway from being a customer here to becoming a volunteer yeah. and kind of giving back. It's, yeah, it's such an important cycle. It um, is. Yeah, yes. it's really cool to see that. Um, a lot of people here. feel that need to give back. Like, yeah. this is not a transaction here. We don't give yeah. to receive. Yeah. Yeah. We give because you're in need mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we want to help that need yeah. um, but a lot of people it is a transaction thought isn't it yeah um, as I say no judgment you never have to walk back in this building and donate a dollar or your time that's not what we're doing what we do yeah. for um, but very true yeah I started as a volunteer um, I came from a really terrible relationship mm -hmm. and I was locked away so I actually didn't have a lot to do with community I raised three children and I was allowed to leave the house so coming back, I found Dream Builders and it gave me a place to come in and spend some time and realise my worth again. Because um, I, I came from being a deli manager at Coles to a stay-at-home mum to a single mum of three children. Yeah. Um, and going, well, I haven't worked in eight, nine years. I wouldn't even know how to write a resume because when I got my first job, it was put your name and phone number in an yeah. exercise book. Just stuff. I was scared. I was like, yeah. I don't even know how to answer a phone because I haven't had a phone for 10 years. Like, Dream Builders gave me a space to come in, do an hour, do two, do three, do four. And as soon as I came in, I kind of like, oh, I'm really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go for it. It's like, oh, I'm going to get you employed here. Yeah, no. Um, no, it gave me a, it gave me a belonging. And for me, it was my worth is I'm on the dole, being a pension, single mum, volunteering my time in the day was me receiving my payments from the government. That's how I accepted it. I'm like, yes, I might not be doing nothing, but I am doing something. And it, so that's how I weighed out as being on a pension and not feeling like I was just on pension, yeah. claiming money to stay at home. Yeah. 
Um, I started one day, two days, three days, now I do five days and I love it. I have the children come and help as well. My How youngest old are your daughter, kids? 16, 15 and 13. That's mm. it. So all still at school? Yes, all yeah. still at school. Well, 16-year-old finished today. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> in bed this morning. I was yeah. a bit jealous. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, no, they're good. They come and help on the night team and serve meals. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I get them involved here and gives them also an understanding when they, you know, when mum pulls out that no word. Yeah. I'm not being hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's reasons for this. You know, everything costs money and bills come in and continuously. And if yeah. we don't budget, we end up in situations that we are helping people in now um and that's been good good for the respect just with my children they can see mum works really hard to yeah. help people even less fortunate mm-hmm. than us like mm-hmm. we're not yeah we're not up there in standard but you know we're happy with what we have and that's the main thing small things the yeah. little things in life mm-hmm. isn't absolutely that? Like, yeah. that's what i've taught the kids find enjoyment in the little things in life mm-hmm. before when we were in the outdoor area just like the sense of we just we all just stood out there and we just kind of marveled like oh it's just such a lovely space I guess like your job you seem to do so many different things do you have like a favorite area where like oh this one in particular like no no (laughs) as I just said I love everything about my job except that phone yeah I like what I do here because I can't predict what I'm gonna like I know I'm gonna serve emergency relief today and I know I'm gonna fill some shelves but it's always different yeah I don't know what stock's gonna come in it's an op shop it's random Mm. um I don't know what people I'm going to serve today? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be families? Are they going to be single people? Are they going to be happy? Are they going to be sad? Are they going to yell at me? Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's a surprise every morning, and I like that. I like kind of like live in the moment as opposed to planning. Mm-hmm. Ursula's a planner, and I'm a live in the moment. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, good, good combination. Not worried. Um, so I think we balance each other well there because I'm like. It doesn't matter if no one turned up today, Ashley. I'm going to do what I do. This mm-hmm. is what we do, right? Yeah. Like, if we have 10 helpers today, thank you. But yeah. if we already have two, we're still going to do what we do. Yeah. Even if it takes a little bit longer or I'm saying, I'm really sorry you have to wait. We're doing the best we can. We do it. It doesn't stress me out. That I'm thankful about. <laughs> I'm not, I actually love what I do here. Every morning I get up, I can't wait to come to work. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the, you know. Mm. I've had people come in um, and... They're, they're really upset. You can see that. They don't want to tell you their name, nothing. You have a bit of a conversation with them. And then they sort of turn around. They're like, thanks for talking to me today. Mm. You've changed what I'm about to do today mm-hmm. just by saying hello to me. Mm. I'm like, awesome, awesome. You know, I've, I've hugged customers and just felt anger and rage fall off them mm-hmm. and then sent them out the door knowing that they're not going to beat the next person up they see or something mm-hmm. like those are the moments I just love I, I just get to do that and I don't, I don't, don't even try I don't even try <laughs> I'm like <laughs> it's easy to just talk to people and say hello and you don't know whose day you're going to change by doing that and that's I enjoy that here because I get to do that every day mm. and just about every person's life be changing in that moment mm. most people leave happy for the, for the one irate customer you get a week nothing yeah doesn't you don't take it home you understand that everybody is dealing with stuff and everybody has bad days mm-hmm. and 
you just look past that. There's, there, there are a person behind that attitude today. Yeah. Mm. Um, and God's grace allows me to do that every day, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So, what's so important about the phone? Well, the phone is the work phone. Yeah, and who, seems, who's calling it? Or well, who are you it's calling? You, it's not me calling. It's people <laughs> ringing up, and yeah. that am I due? Ah. I'm like, oh, you mean I? Is it time for another voucher? You need another voucher? Do you need ah, help? Like, okay, um, yeah. So it's you, customers. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the a lot of the time it's really pointless phone calls that is wasting my time, and I'm <laughs> dealing with a, a person <laughs> in front of me <laughs> yeah. that is accessing emergency relief. They are my focus. Yeah. I want to answer you, but I can't because you're my focus. You're here needing my help right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fair I, enough. Yeah. Right? And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm not a phone person. Yeah. So <laughs> tends to ring when I'm doing five things. Oh, I hear this understand that. Like, oh, Definitely understand that. Um, and it, it rings like four or five times before it goes to message bank. It's not long enough. Yeah. yeah. Not long enough. If I accidentally leave it on the desk and I can't run to it quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And carrying it in my pocket. I, I just find it awkward because I'm a hard worker. So carrying a phone in my hand or pocket, I'm like, I can't do the jobs I need to do. Yeah. I just get yeah. in and do it. Like, that needs lifting, just do it. If that needs picking up, just do it. I work as hard as I make any other stuff. I work harder <laughs> than I make any other stuff. <laughs> um, and how long have you been a team leader for? So I've been a team leader. Um, Probably a few years mm-hmm. in the voluntary position of it. So I probably 2015 is when I started here with Dream Builders. Um, and it was probably within six months. I was kind of leading the team. Well, maybe even sooner. Yeah. I'm just one of them people. I'm like, look, this person needs to do it. Like, it yeah. um, the phone's ringing. Let me get that. So yeah. I kind of just showed all this initiative and then they're like, oh, you're actually really good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and dedicated. I'm... If I say I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Um, I don't take sick days, and I guess unless I'm dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm fairly reliable, which is consistency is what we found is needed here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Like I was finding it very hard to do a couple of days and then have a couple of days off and come back and try and clean up what mm, you know yeah. and different people are doing. So to have me here every day actually makes my job even easier yeah. because I know what to expect from day to day, yeah. um, which I found it more challenging when I wasn't. So, yeah, it's more beneficial. We need consistency in the growth that the place is seeing. Um, obviously, yeah. Obviously, we have to have the boundaries with the um, with the people that we're working with because mm-hmm. mentalities in in this space can be mine, mine, I don't want to share. Yep. Um, not sure when the next lot's coming and, and that's normal. It's all normal behaviours. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So you've been here a few years. I have been yeah. here a few years when so, you had that up. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I to make it nearly eight. eight yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you about Christmases because that's where we're going now. Yeah, Christmases. So the Christmas hampers, it's an yeah. amazing space. Um, obviously, the look on everyone's face when they receive those hampers is mind-blowing got a spare moment come down mm-hmm. um i haven't been able to help at the christmas dinner being a single parent myself it's mm-hmm. not fair i leave my children at home mm-hmm. um but i'm always there on the, i do all the prep like all the mm-hmm. hamper packing and all of that mm-hmm. um it's amazing it is really mm-hmm. amazing our clients from that event talk about that all year mm-hmm. they will tell us oh that was such a great event oh the food was amazing oh are you doing it again this year um it's yeah it's impacting it's definitely needed and worth it there are a lot of families that don't have anyone to spend christmas with um and just to have a nice meal on the table and people around them is what everybody wants at christmas so for dream builders to be able to provide that is amazing 
with chefs that cater all the food and cook it, we end up with gifts. Mm-hmm. It's just a big proper Christmas that ends up coming out of it. It's really exciting. Um, when you talk about hampers, what's in a hamper? Oh, well, the hampers are valued at $120. It is a washing basket full of dry goods. Mm-hmm. Um, everything you can kind of need. So it it's well covered, actually. It has items that will last you more than just Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And it has items that, you know, you'll devour on Christmas Day and not see again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And something for everybody, I would say, in the hampers. I have been lucky to receive hampers for my family and, yeah, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. They certainly change your life at Christmas when you've still got all your bills coming in, yeah. trying to put a present under the tree for your children, petrol in the car, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. School fees are about to all come in mm-hmm. for the next year to receive that. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It it literally you're holding back tears. Yeah. They are so heavy you can't even carry them. <laughs> um, and look, ninety nine percent of people are happy tears when they're receiving yeah. them. Yeah. You might see a couple of ungrateful people. Okay. Um, which is a little bit saddened, but we don't get saddened by that. Mm. The majority are so thankful and mm. and blessed. Um, it's yeah, it's an amazing time we always recruit volunteers to help with all the packing and everything else and it, it families they bring their kids and they're all packing mm-hmm. a hamper and they're all really excited about packing the hamper for a family in need and so good learning curves in it as well so, yeah so it's the people that receive it the people that pack it everyone's getting something out of the process um, everybody's blessed in the end it's, it's yeah it's stress but it's fun yeah. like you wouldn't <laughs> Okay, just, why do we do this? Because we need to do this. Yeah. These families need to have a Christmas that they deserve, yeah. like, that's, that everybody deserves. Mm. So, yeah, yeah we'll good. continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And every year we add a, a little bit more on our count of how many we do. <laughs> I think we're capping at 300. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm that sure she lot. said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a lot. Because also, once you've got 300 Christmas hampers made up, we need to store them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah for just under the week before the pickup dates. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of space. A lot of yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. We do a lot of shuffling around and creating space for carrying and your legs get cut up on the distribution day because you're trying to get <laughs> through washing baskets to get the right yeah, one. Yeah. Um, every year, every year it's good because we learn something from the last year and we better it by next year so this year should be quite smooth because we've had a few years practice now and we we just improve a little bit every time we find Mm. we can so it should be very smooth this year ask us after christmas (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh we always are It's actually the best part. I really, like I'm supposed to day manage, but I always find myself out there. I need to give some of those hampers to people. I need to see their faces. Yeah. Oh, I this. Yeah. How am I going to get this home? Yeah. You know, so I always take a little bit in there and go for yeah. a wander. Oh, just can't help myself. I love seeing people happy, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Um, and so what? what's next? What's you? next? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to be here for a good 10 or more years. Yeah, awesome. Um, I was, a, I was a Coles worker before I did a diploma in community services and when I resigned from Coles to be a stay-at-home mum, I resigned solely because I was like, 
I want a new job, but I go back to work. Yeah. Um, by resigning, made me not have a job to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I ever would have studied had I still been in my relationship or anything. I just didn't think I had that ability to do so. Mm-hmm. So I think my path led me to make choices that were, were good. Yeah. They were good. I'm actually glad that I separated and, and took myself to TAFE and, and created a diploma. Mm. Because um, it also shows my children that there's hope, right? Um, there's ways to move on. Amazing. And I took community services um, because I was volunteering here, and Ursula's like, I can help you, you've got this. Not that I needed her help, but <laughs> she, you know, she surrounded me with, you can do this, and I believe in you. Yeah. Um, so I signed up and I did it. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't always easy because I still had to be a mum and I was still volunteering and trying to do TAFE and I'm not good with computers. TAFE was all computers, so you probably heard, you'll probably said. <laughs> Kylie, she's the one that sends the wrong assessments through the wrong person. He's <laughs> wondering who she was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you didn't put your assessment in. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. No, you sent the wrong assessment. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, um, a lot of challenges, but hey, all challenges that were good. I needed mm-hmm. them. Um, it showed my growth and I did. I managed it. I passed. I did it. So, yes. Yeah. Um, and my children have now started to go to TAFE. I'm sure that was awesome. because they could oh. see mum could do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, amazing. Yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I would have, I don't know, I probably would have just gone back to a supermarket work or something. Mm. If I hadn't have walked into Dream Builders Care mm-hmm. and had that changed my life. Mm. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. My sister-in-law invited me to church after separating from her brother, um, which was Dream Builders Church in Swan Valley. And I loved it. So I can't home. I, I was always churched until I became a teenager, and teenagers know everything and go their own way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anything. Yep. I was a single mum of three kids. Poor choices. Um, but that's okay. Those choices led me to where I am now, and I have a diploma in community services. I, I work in a, the amazing space that I work in mm. next to Ursula, who, you know, I couldn't get a better boss. I couldn't get a better friend, mm-hmm. um, support, yeah, she's always there, yeah. doesn't matter if I do a dumb thing, it's not dumb <laughs> to her, she's like, we move on from this, we learn from this, um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've become a really strong, confident person just being here, being in this space and being given the opportunity to come in and play in the op shop and build my confidence up has led me to employed work and coming every day and once a day a month yeah. <laughs> and a Thursday night team <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah and what what do your kids want to do uh, my daughter has done an automotive course at TAFE awesome um, wow. and now she wants to do personal training yep. or fitness or something my son is doing a pre-apprenticeship in painting and decorating oh mm-hmm. cool yeah. and my youngest daughter Ruby is only 13 so she's just started high school yep. but she's in the academic extension yeah, nice. so we're just going to work our way through that yep. wonderful yeah yeah blake doesn't like school too much but not that he's not smart he's extremely smart mm-hmm. too smart for school apparently <laughs> but he's year nine and they put him in a pre-apprenticeship yep and he's yep. loving it wonderful so, yeah he's doing um his two-week tafe work now yep. mm-hmm. yeah yeah awesome and, their father is a painter and decorator, so the kids have been painting and making filler and helping their dad since they were a kid anyway, yep. so it's second nature to them. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Ruby, I don't know. She says she might be a teacher, but we're not sure yet. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, she might be a Absolutely. Yeah. I still don't know what I'm doing, so right. you know, yeah. you've got many years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I said with the Coles, if I had just taken long service leave and then gone back, well, two days a week, which I feel that like you're on holidays anyway, if you only work two days a week, mm-hmm. I would have just been there yeah and hating it hating it i didn't you know didn't enjoy going to work every day at coles Mm -hmm. i actually enjoy i say it it's pretty bad i I love coming here and having a break from my children (laughs) (laughs) no no i'm like you know when they've been fighting at home Mm -hmm. and i drop them off at school and i continue on to hear i get happier like knowing that i'm coming here these children look after but they're not mine. Yeah. 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 Makes it much Makes, easier. Yeah, big difference. <laughs> um, no, I, I love it. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter what happens there, me coming to work, um, as soon as I roll through that gate, mm-hmm. what have we got today? What's happening? It's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Everyone's fun. Everyone. And like I said, you get the, the most unhappiest person come through that door and in five minutes they're walking out happy. Mm. You've yep. done something right. Absolutely. It's not usually anything, it's just the presence that they feel in our building or walking out to the outside mm-hmm. space. So just sit outside for a little while. Or... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Right. Yeah, well, thanks yeah. for coming yeah. in. Yeah, chatting. really appreciate it. Okay. Time. I did all right. Awesome. I'm not talking until you record it or film it. And that's not excellent. Wonderful. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. That was our conversation with Kylie from Dream Builders. Yeah, so you were saying um, before we cut to the episode, like to the actual conversation, just you know what Kylie's managed to overcome and um, you know achieve, you know by by working at Dream Builders. I thought that was a really inspiring kind of story that she had about you know raising her kids on her own and um, you know some of the challenges that she's faced and going back and studying and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's something that unfortunately in today's society is very common. We see the statistics with around those sorts of things and to see how she has shown her kids that, of course, you can you can go and you can go back and study and achieve what she has achieved despite the, the hurdles in front of her was, yeah, it, it really, for me, it really did feel awe-inspiring to hear yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, obviously, I've I got a, a sort of tenuous connection with Kylie as my wife was one of her lecturers at TAFE when she did a community services um, qualification. So, yeah, so it's nice to see things come full circle and see people going and doing some training and then going out and putting that into practice in the community. It's really great. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thoughts. Uh, we haven't scared you off from doing further episodes. No, no, not scared off yet. It takes a bit more. It takes a bit to scare me off from something like this, but it was it was good fun. It was a really lovely way to spend a Friday afternoon, I will say. Yeah, that's great. Oh, we'll definitely sign you up for the next one then. <laughs> yes, okay. So if people enjoyed these episodes um, and wanted to get in touch and give us some feedback or have any recommendations for any other, other episodes that they think um, we might want to do, um, please email us at meetingofhealthatoutlook.com or get in touch with us at, at healthmeanswhat on Twitter and on Instagram or 
look for the Meaning of Health podcast on Facebook. Uh, but otherwise, uh, thanks for your time, Leah. And congratulations again. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to having more and more amazing conversations with guests in the future. Sounds good. The Meaning of Health podcast is produced with the support of the Education Enhancement Unit and the School of Population and Global Health at the University of Western Australia. The podcast is produced by Craig Cumming and Courtney Webber with editing, mixing and additional music by Craig Cumming.